this. It's an honor to be here. I've been traveling quite a bit lately, kind of on the go, and every time I travel, it kind of reminds me of this elderly couple that I know. The wife used to get real nervous when her husband went out driving, so she bought him a car phone. One particular afternoon, the husband's out driving around, and the wife calls him on his car phone and says, Honey, I'm just calling to check on you. I'm a little nervous. I'm uh, watching the news right now. They said there's a car out there on the interstate driving the wrong way. And he said, a car, there must be a hundred of them out here. <laughs> so. I cannot express how humbled I am to be among today's remarkable honorees, past recipients, and those young people who are the real reason the rest of us have come. You are emerging leaders with the potential to leave your personal mark on every facet of life, the sciences, business, the professions, sports, literature, entertainment, the military, the arts, and public service. You are the exclamation point that punctuates the word potential. I suspect you're somewhat in awe of the people you've met this week. I know that I certainly am. But what you may not realize is how much we are in awe of you. You've been chosen to participate here because you are the best of the best. But don't get so heady with accolades that when you're old and sitting in a rocking chair with only memories, that this week will have marked the summit of your life. <laughs> Let this only be the first stage of the first of the many mountains you will climb. Let me warn you, though, if you get intoxicated with your own success, and it is possible, that's when life's fidget just seems to turn off. Unlike other businesses and professions, in sports, people are commonly celebrated for their promise rather than their production, for what they can be rather than what they've already accomplished. No one will be named corporate CEO, president of a university, or head of a hospital solely because of early potential. They have to prove their worth before being placed in that position of leadership. Well, in sports, athletes are offered scholarships in the eighth grade, drafted in the professional ranks, and signed multi-million dollar contracts before they've even had a chance to prove their worth. Sometimes their promise comes to fruition, other times it doesn't. So what guarantees that you will deliver on the promise that brought you here and become the leaders that you've been pegged for? Absolutely nothing. It's up to all of you. As an NFL quarterback, I played in 156 games, suffered 170 sacks, thrown 4,890 passes, 275 touchdowns, 139 interceptions. I'd watched countless hours of film, every touchdown pass, every sack, every interception, every throw to the right, every throw to the left, always making a list of what I can do to get better. In that time, the Colts, my team, have recorded 98 wins and 58 losses. And that's before we even earned the right to run out onto that field and take one snap in Super Bowl 41. And that's a road well-traveled, a road with potholes and speed bumps, detours and new directions. One thing it didn't have, however, was shortcuts. There were no shortcuts. And it would have been easier at times to just give up. There's something that management experts call the destination myth. It says when you get to the top, that's when you're going to learn to leave. Well, I don't agree with that, because you can just forget about that. It may be normal to think, but it's counterproductive to either exaggerate yesterday or overestimate tomorrow. 
Leadership is a journey, and every success, every misstep, when put in the proper perspective, helps you become the leader that you want to be. And somewhere along the way, you need to be fed a heaping spoonful of inspiration. And my inspiration came from my older brother, Cooper. Cooper's two years older than me, and he's always been my hero. Taught me about sports, taught me about girls, and anything along the way. He was also an All-American wide receiver in high school. Received a scholarship to play football for the University of Mississippi. His senior year in high school, I was a quarterback on the team as a sophomore. I completed 120 passes that year, and I threw 90 of them to my brother. The other receivers didn't like Cooper very much, needless to say. <laughs> well, in the middle of his freshman season in the football year at Ole Miss, he was diagnosed with a spinal stenosis, a narrowing of the spinal canal, congenital condition, something he was born with that they just discovered. And he was told that his football career would now be over. And this was very difficult news for Cooper and our family to take because growing up in a football family and Cooper's love for the game of football, to be told your career is over without anything uh, you could control was very difficult. And the night that he came home and my dad delivered the news to him was extremely difficult. And so I wrote a letter to him. I couldn't face him uh, face to face. I had to write a letter to him. And I just told him that uh, I was sorry and how much I loved him. And he wrote me back a letter and he said that he'd be okay. And he said that he liked to live his dream of playing football through me. And I still have that letter. And there's not a day that goes by, not a practice, not a game, that I don't treat it like it's my last practice or last game. And because of those words, that's why I work as hard as I possibly can in my profession. I'm the first to arrive, the last to leave. That's why I have a real passion for the game of football. And that's why, even though I wouldn't tell my owner this, I would play for free. <laughs> but all because of the words my brother wrote to me in that letter. And I owe that to him, because that's the way Cooper wanted me to be, to be. Cooper went on to have successful neck surgery, stayed at Ole Miss, and became a social legend. And uh, <laughs> now is married with three kids and a very successful businessman. But let nobody fool you. Courage is required. And for what, you may ask? Courage is required to forego celebrity for true leadership, to choose those things that have value, over those things that are only valuable, to make history and not just massage history. Don't ever let your potential haunt you. Instead, make certain it energizes you because this world urgently needs genuine leaders. I may stand six foot five and a half inches tall, but when I look around this room, I actually do feel very small. Share your own wisdom without being enthralled with it. Look into the eyes of the people that you meet, knowing that there's something deeply embedded there that you can learn from, and I hope that you will share with others along the way. And in the words of former U.S. President Woodrow Wilson, we're not here merely to make a living. We're here in order to help enable the world to live more amply, with greater vision, with a finer spirit of hope and achievement. We're here to enrich the world and you impoverish yourself if you forget that. Congratulations to all of you again. Thank you for having me, and God bless you. I'll ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. a mic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
Peyton, thank you very much. And uh, we promised them all that we would get them out in time to get ready for tonight, but we have some time for questions, so we can do to that. I just wanted to clarify one thing for our international students who are here. Peyton made his name throwing the football, not kicking it into a net. So, <laughs> over here. Thank you, Mr. Manning, for your comments. My name is Jimmy Sony. I just graduated from Duke University. Um, over the past year and a half, um, uh, under scrutiny of the accusations that have come against our lacrosse team, many people have asked at our university some questions about the relationship between sports and character development, particularly questions about team mentality and groupthink. Um, in your sport and in many other major professional sports, people have asked questions about uh, how we prepare young athletes for the tremendous sums of money we give them and for the temptations that come with that. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit uh, from your experiences about the relationship between sports and character, and particularly kind of sports as a vehicle for, for development of virtue. Wow. What a question. <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, uh, character is a huge part of sports, and it's hard to generalize all the different sports together. I mean, it's, it's a team sport, and each team kind of has its own identity and uh, own unique situation. I mean, character is a huge, plays a huge role in our team. Coach Dungey, our head coach, he will take the guy that runs two seconds slower in the 40 that has a higher character and is a better person. He feels like that guy is gonna win for you in the long run. Um, I, think, I think we have a problem in youth sports today, uh, which is where it starts. You know, we have parents beating up umpires and referees and, and you know, assaulting, taunting coaches in, youth sports, and that, that's a problem. And I think uh, that there's a real need for, for the parents to understand that they're not reliving their glory days uh, through their child's you know, little league baseball career. They need to be there to support them, to go to the games, sit on the top row, sit on your hands if you have to, hug your child after the game, whether he wins or loses. And so I think that's where it really starts. Uh, you know, college um, in, in the pro level, I'm not saying it's too late, but I think that the target of understanding about character and about the priorities needs to start uh, at the younger level. Uh, the NFL uh, tries to do the right thing. I mean, that they have a three-day rookie symposium where in three days they teach you everything that you need to know about life as a professional athlete. And uh, you can imagine uh, how awake everyone is on that third day. Uh, uh, when they ranging from you know financial advice to how to deal with females at a bar, so it's very well <laughs> well rounded. So, um, so I, I think uh, it's, it's a great question. It's a great topic of conversation. But I think the the key is to start them at the younger level and to, to realize what's important, have the right kind of character, and have the right attitude on sports. <laughs>